Welcome to the Profitable Public Speaking Summit. I am your host, Mark Duberti, the content marketing expert, bringing you two new episodes each week where I and top-level guests teach you how to get on more stages and make a profit from your public speaking. And I think for the very first episode of this podcast, it's very appropriate to talk about the fear of public speaking that a lot of people have. So if you're someone who you understand how public speaking can make a lot of money, you understand the impact that you can have with public speaking, but you're just really afraid of getting on that stage. Maybe you're thinking, what if I mess up or something like that? This is the episode for you. Today's guest who's going to uh, talk with us today, she is known as the great positive change maker and the author of The Kind Communicator, a book which focuses on kindness, compassion, and wisdom for all business leaders. She is an executive coach who helps entrepreneurs and executives to grow, flourish, and enjoy life and their careers more than they've imagined that they could. Today's guest for the very first episode of The Profitable public speaking podcast is none other than Elizabeth Barry. Elizabeth, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. Very, very, very happy to be here. <laughs> Elizabeth, I'm so happy to have you on the show. And uh, this is episode number one. So we've definitely got a lot to cover in the podcast. And in this episode, also, you know, overcoming fear, because that is, uh, you know, public speaking, I don't know what survey came out with it. People fear public speaking more than death. Again, I don't know how that happens, but it is there. So we'll be talking about that. Before we do, though, Elizabeth, can you share with us a little bit on uh, how you became a public speaker and what your initial uh, journey was like? Sure. Um, thank you so much for being here. So um, I started out in a career in publishing, and I quickly – I was a salesperson. So I, in my first job out of college, I was in sales and marketing, and I just kept over-succeeding and over-succeeding, breaking sales records. So I think that one of the first things to recognize as a public speaker is that you are selling. You're selling yourself. You're selling your ideas. And um, so that's pretty much how I started. And then I launched the first strategic marketing firm for dance. Um, so I pretty much was starting out as an entrepreneur and going off into the world of teaching and training people how to market their business, how to use social media, how to build a website, how to create content that maximizes input. And the way I started using public speaking was that I got out in my community and started hosting events. And I had uh, over 80, 80 people at each one of my events in Hoboken, New Jersey, I had, a, I think they were called uh, the EBNA marketing talk and the EBA coffee talk, and and that was really my beginning journey. And that there was a point where the chamber of commerce in my town were calling me, and they were like, Elizabeth, your events are on the same nights as our nights, and we're not getting anybody at our events, but everyone's coming to your events. You need to join the chamber. And I was like, heck no, you guys are old school. I'll only join if you allow me to rebrand or organization and they did so I got hired and so on and so forth and then I launched the first women in business council and I started speaking there um, and then at, the, at that age uh, I was probably in uh, for seven years now I've curated over 17 TEDx events so that means that I'm creating them curating them hosting them coaching over a hundred speakers for the TEDx stage and uh, I've been doing that for years and now I and now um, I've reinvented my marketing business to become a business coach and a consultant for 
entrepreneurs and executives who want to have a voice, who want to speak up, um, to have more confidence, to be more charismatic when they speak and to get over those fears of whatever may be holding them back in life, relationships, and, um, and their success meters. <laughs> And that is a really awesome backstory. And just one thing I want to point out on that, I know we're talking about overcoming the fear of public speaking, but uh, one of the things we will talk about in a future episode is organizing your own event. And it doesn't have to be something with thousands of people in there. I mean, if you just have 80 people and you have the right people in there and you sell the right way, you can make a lot of money from public speaking. So definitely something to think about just having the back of your mind. But I mean, getting in front of that stage and speaking in front of people, I mean, it is definitely like all of a sudden like hundreds of eyes are on you or even if it's just like 10 people. Uh, so how did you gradually like become a public speaker in the sense or like that fear slowly decreasing? Maybe it's gone, maybe it's still there, but how'd you get it to slowly decrease so you can confidently get on that stage? I actually have never had that fear. Um, so I didn't have to do this. I actually coach people to do that. So that's my job. Um, I've really never had the fear of getting in front of people. I was a dancer for 24 years. So being on the stage is where I shine. You could put me in front of 3000 people on a stage and not give me a topic until the second before. And then I would go out and just motivate everyone. Um, but I do work with a lot of people, um, from high school, uh, leaders. So I, 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 coach and I teach high school students on leadership and public speaking um, as well as adults in entrepreneurial uh, ventures and executives. So getting over the fear, uh, some of the tips that I would provide that are tactical and practical that you can take home, they're not foo-foo. The first things first that I tell all of my TEDx speakers is that it's not about you. Okay, uh, I have a brand. Uh, it's called Beyond Ego. My podcast is called Beyond Ego. And I think that one of the first things that we, we think about is that we, our ego tells us that we have to be perfect. We have to have the script. We have to do things right. We have to do everything the way in which we think that it's ought to be. And the second that you remember that your speech, your talk is not about you. It's about the way the audience perceives you. You can become lighter and breathe more. Um, so the first thing is, is, is not about you. Get your ego in check. The second thing is what I said before, breathe. Uh, I think that a lot of times when we, we have fear, and I, taught, I, I teach a public speaking class in, in my, my specific group in high school right now. I taught them yesterday, and one of the, one of the students came up to me and said one of, the, one of the things that they have fear about is that they would stumble on their words, they would stutter, or they wouldn't have the right words. And um, I think that we, we just have to remember to stop, breathe, and smile. And then that's how we catch ourselves. And, you know, we often think it's like the insecurity in our monkey minds and the ego saying, <laughs> saying that we have to be right. And it, it's, we think that they are, they're hearing our voices. We think that the audience is like, oh my God, they can see me sweating. They know I messed up. They know I stuttered on a word when actually they're still, they're in the moment. Right. So uh, the second thing to do would just be to use the training of, breathing and smiling. And then what happens is the mirror neurons, we all have mirror neurons in our brains, which allow us to 
replicate or mirror the actions of others. So if you smile on stage, the audience is going to smile. If you go like this on stage, they're going to get nervous too. So those are the two top tips. I don't know if you have anything to say about those, but those, those are the two things that I would say, get your ego in check, smile and take a breath. And uh, perfectionism is so outdated. As long as you're yeah. speaking from your heart and sharing your truth, then you're doing yourself a service. And then the audience will appreciate everything that you have to say um, because it's coming from the authentic you, not from the ego that has to be right. And those are really great uh, insights Elizabeth brings up. And I feel like one of the reasons that public speaking can be so stressful is that I mean, it feels like we have to be perfect. And sometimes we speak at a really fast tempo, like to try to get everything out that we have to get out. And that's where some of the mistakes can happen. So, I mean, just pause, take that breath and smile and your audience will look to you for their cues. Like maybe if you smile, they smile as Elizabeth mentioned. So uh, there's certainly a lot of uh, great insights there. Uh, like ego is something that, you know, you don't, you definitely want to keep it in check, but uh, Elizabeth mentioned she could go out there, give her a topic in, you know, a few seconds and she could go out and talk. I feel like for a lot of people, especially for a signature talk, you should be preparing a little bit in advance. So I'm wondering, uh, how do you balance the difference between preparing? So like you're ready to give this, you're more confident versus over preparation where you feel like you got to be perfect with it. Well, I think that we all have um, different ways of learning and managing what it is that we're saying. There's high-level thinkers, and then there's detailed people. So I'm more of a high-level person, and I know that there's other speakers that I've coached that need every single specific detail. Um, so the, the breadth of um, wisdom that I can give is really just um, vast based on the specific speaker um, and the way that they learn and the way that they their personality is. So preparedness is huge. Um, when I told you that I can give a talk to 3,000 people, that's just a, a, that's a gesture. That's um, not, uh, not something that I would ever do uh, when hired for, you know, $20,000 to speak somewhere. That's uh, me giving you a gesture to say, I actually have no fear of public speaking. I never did. Um, but that's why I love to teach it to people because I, I appreciate their flaws. Uh, my training and my coaching is based on vulnerability, which is managing strength and weakness at the same time and learning how to become a better, happier, healthier adult because of those weaknesses and owning them. And then that often leads to loving more of our strengths. So I'm 40. Uh, I've had a hell of a career. I'll have I'll be 13 years into my own business on March 28th of this month in March 2019. And I think that preparedness is something that we have to remember to, to do. You can't wing it. Like you, you simply cannot get up and wing something. Um, so preparedness, like I said before, I can't give you a, ma a majority or like tips and traits to, to, to think about because I, I think that each person has a different level of learning to make themselves prepared and all of those tips um, that can happen on a personal coaching level. But as far as the idea of being prepared, you, you most definitely have to prepare over prepare. There's over preparing is just a term for just stressing yourself out. <laughs> um, anyone, 
I actually don't even agree or think, I think that the word over-preparing is just, is just an, an acronym for being stressed and not having confidence in yourself that you can actually achieve a goal. So if you're someone that is an over-preparer, you're probably a, a tight-knit, type A, stressed, anxious person that needs to have everything into place. And I think that when you are over-prepared, you come off rigid. You yeah. come off as stiff. And nobody wants a stiff speaker. I'm sorry, but they absolutely don't. Um, there's a trickle-down theory that happens. Um, you just think about the, the, the people that you listen to on YouTube or on podcasts. Nobody wants to listen to someone who has placed themselves inside of a box. Um, someone who is prepared, I would say uh, preparedness is an, acronism, an acronym for wisdom and knowledge and expertise. And so I would kind of use those things, um, use those words in, in, in terms of prepared or over-preparedness. It's either um, you're uh, rigid <laughs> or and, and stressed, probably stressing yourself out for no good reason, or you're wise and have experience and have wisdom to share with the world and cannot wait to give your passion to someone. Yeah, that's a really great way of describing it. I mean, overprepared. I mean, if you feel like you have to do that, it is definitely stress, as Elizabeth mentioned. And it is good to prepare, but you do have to find that balance. It is certainly different for each person. One of the things that I do want to talk about, though, is you mentioned how you, uh, you get, like, you know, in your case, $20,000 for a speaking gig. Some people, they start less than that. Uh, that, that level is definitely possible for anyone though. Uh, but I'm bringing up basically making money on the stage. And while you can't do this on every single stage based on rules, there are certain stages where at the end you can pitch your product uh, that you're offering or mention your book or something like that. And I feel like there are some people who they are so good at the uh, public speaking about their topic. But when it comes to actually selling on the stage, that is a completely different game. So how can we get a little more confident on about selling on the stage after our talk? Uh, well, I'm a TEDx coach. So um, I would catch you right there and I would say, do not sell on stage ever. That is the cheesiest thing you can ever do. You tell, don't sell. Stories are profitable. Um, you know, I, I threw the $20,000 out and I, I think that as a public speaker, the, the idea is not to make money from speaking. It's, it, it, I would change your language, use your words wisely to your audience and say, um, create a career in public speaking. Uh, it's not about money. Anyone who is chasing money for the stage will not be hired because they will be sought out as a fake and a fraud just to get money. Uh, it's public speaking is a gift and a love. It's a it's a beautiful uh, sharing of your story. So. Um, Definitely. I, ne I, I never speak to get money. Um, I, I could speak for free. I could do anything. So change your words there when you're using that, your language. I can, co I can coach you on your public mm -hmm. speaking right now. Um, so 
do it for your career. If you want to speak about what you know, use your wisdom. Uh, tell, don't sell. That's why TED is huge because people tell stories and then they get hired. You're not pitching. If you're pitching from the stage, I am turning out, walking out, and never coming back, or I'm sitting there crossing my arms waiting for you to be done because no one wants a salesperson on stage unless you go to like one of those cruise ship seminars where they're like trying to sell you to go on a cruise ship. Okay. Um, so uh, the idea is that when you can share a great story that has impact, that is unique and different and not like anything else, you can, you're, you're the confident person that can only tell it in the, in the right way that you, that you know, that's when you can create a career, not make money create a career and, and, and find a successful path to what your future is going to look like as someone who has knowledge, wisdom, and passion for what it is that they do that can actually help people, that can serve an audience, that can find out a niche market and expand it, or just have people just really wowed and feeling so good about themselves that they're going to tell 10 people that they know, all of Facebook, all of Instagram, all their followers and fans that they were just walked away, leaving, um, leaving your talk inspired and motivated to change your life, change your habits, change your, your, your career, whatever that may be. So public speaking is, is really a gift. It's, it's an, and a lot of people have, have fear about it, but when you start to understand that those fears are just in the mind and you work on the mastery of the mind, your self-confidence, your life lessons, controlling anger, controlling insecurity, and seeing every single moment as a way to serve and share your passion and gifts and love with the world, then those fears become nothing more than something that was just in the past. And you can say, oh, I don't really, where did that come from? Um, again, that takes a little bit of training and a little bit of mindset and mastery uh, from coaching. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really just uh, looking at it from a unique perspective and, and a unique lens that will give you a different kind of thought process. I really love that perspective and I'm happy we were able to hit on this because I've seen some people where they, they tell the stories and then they sell on the stage at the end. I've seen like, you know, I know for TEDx, like you're not actually allowed to sell on the stage. It is all story. And it's interesting how you mentioned that, you know, some people they hear your story and then they decide, okay, I, I want to reach out to this person and have them as a client. And uh, is there a way to like, do you tell specific stories? Like, do you strategically think of the stories uh, to, you know, potentially get some clients or do you just say like, whatever's on your mind? I, no, no, because again, that's going, it's, it's, it's fake and it's fraud. And if you do that, they will sniff you out like a dog and a bone. <laughs> <laughs> you tell stories to share your life, to share your wisdom. And in turn, that person has the choice. Not everyone goes to a seminar or listens to someone to hire them. Most of the time, people are listening to talks to change their lives, to change their habits, find new ways to live and learn. So um, in crafting a talk that really makes sense with stories, it depends on the audience, it depends on the venue, it depends on the company or the organization hiring you. I gave a talk the other day, um, two days ago, I gave a workshop on my book, The Kind Communicator, and we talked about kindness and breath 
breath. And I brought up Dr. Seuss and on beyond ego and letting the ego go. And I walked around the room. I looked into everyone's eyes. I touched their hands. I made them, I made them give me uh, their, the top communication things that they're hindering that are hindering their lives right now. And I'm going to make personal videos for all of these because they all share their souls. The best public speakers are, are not selling. The best public speakers are people that want to create a change in someone because that's what they've set out to do. And your stories, right? Your, your question was what, where do you get your stories? Well, I get all, I, I write LinkedIn articles probably like two or three times a week. I do a ton of YouTube videos. My stories come from my real life experiences. Um, they come from the bullshit, <laughs> the chaos, the challenges. Most of the, most of my stories are the communication breakdowns that, you know, I'll be waiting for a contract for 20 days from somebody and I'll just, <laughs> what's, what's going on? Uh, you know, and I just, I write about vulnerability. I write about ego, about confidence, about, um, fear-based leadership. Uh, all of the, the stories that I provide, uh, are, are based on real life experiences and sharing my knowledge of what not to do and positive habits to instill to to do them and uh, I use a lot of nature analogies I'm like the analogy queen um, I coached a client this morning and <laughs> she told me that she felt like she went to the gym like I just I really just walk around the room and just like Tony Robbins it out um, but it really is about um, my process, because I train in vulnerability, because you can't go out and talk to anybody unless you know what your weaknesses are. You can't build a business unless you know what your weaknesses are, because then you can overcome anything in your way, the insecurities, the competitiveness, all the things that are out there. So it's really just simply about owning who you are, what you have to say, and making adjustments along the way to capitalize on what the organization has hired you to do or asked you to do. Sometimes I, I talk for free so many times just because I, I love to be able to do that. And not everybody comes to hire me because they need a coach. Sometimes they, they just, they just become part of my tribe. I have a lot of fans um, that just want to hear me talk <laughs> and I don't, I don't mind that. <laughs> Now, one of the things that I've uh, heard uh, a few times in this episode is this idea of being vulnerable. And I feel like once you do get yourself on the stage and you are telling your stories, you are being vulnerable to a certain degree. But I feel like some of us, we have these stories we could be sharing, these experiences. I mean, uh, I mean, if you watch enough TEDx talks, you see the one where like the person's like breaking down in the middle of their story. So I feel like for some of the stories, like they have to get out, but uh, you don't want to break down either. Um, so, I mean, in some cases, it could create a really authentic uh, experience. So I'm wondering what your thoughts on are being vulnerable and how you could tell, like, you know, for some people, a really deep story and try to not break down. Well, it all, it all comes in the preparedness, like we were talking before. If you prepare, this is where we actually talk about preparedness, not about uh, wisdom and experience. So it all comes down to knowing your story. And um, I say, whatever happens is going to, I've, I've coached speakers to the stage that have talked about uh, being raped um, and speakers that have come to the story about just painful pr uh, practices that had happened to them during their childhood. And one girl broke down and cried, a man, broke down and, and had tears in his eyes. And 
if you can get over the fear of whatever happens in the moment, um, being vulnerable and giving a talk or and vulnerability training are two, are kind of two separate things because um, owning vulnerability is really just um, learning what's inside, looking within, and being able to look within and being okay with the shit. <laughs> you have to be okay with the muck because then you're free. When you are free, your spirit soars, your words come out, and you're, you're just, go, you're sharing. And that's, and that's really where those moments of vulnerability, or I would even just say, um, just um, a personal expression really come out. And that's when the audience will, and that's when they're gonna come out and ask you and tap you on the shoulder. Do you, you wanna know why? It's because most of the time they've been there too, but no one's ever asked them about it. That's the power of public speaking. Yeah, I mean, I like how public speaking, you're able to get those stories out. It's just a matter of that practice to be able to get those stories out the best way you can. So you provide all the value to the attendees. And I know you've coached a lot of people. You've organized a lot of events yourself. I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the habits that you would consider essential for someone who wants to be a uh, successful public speaker. I think Dolce, Dolce wants to give those. Can you hear her? Dolce in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, my cat's just like crying in the background, jumping on the table. Um, the, the most successful habits uh, are, like I said before, just because I'm an ego and vulnerability expert, uh, my brand is called Beyond Ego, uh, tap into that. Tap into who you think you ought to be and break down your walls to become who you authentically are. So um, when, you can, when you can talk about ego healthily with yourself and go on stage not to be the pro, but to be someone who shares a story, there's a, your number one tip right there. Mm -hmm. Number two is always take a breath, take an inhale, and smile. Uh, number three is to get to the effing point. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that we tend to do is ramble, 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 um, and then you forget your point and they're bored. And they're pissed. <laughs> Chances are they need to go to an event. So um, you want to give them something. So uh, don't ramble and get to the point. Uh, I guess I'll do five. Number four would, and I'm just putting this up on the top of my head. Number four would be to um, Dolce. <laughs> don't bring your cat or your pet to a talk. <laughs> Number four would be um, your posture. Uh, definitely in that preparedness, work on your posture and your alignment. It's okay to shift a little bit and move around. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to be so still and stiff up there because public speaking is a visual thing. It's not a presentation, it's a performance. Become an actor, live in the moment and, 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 and be okay. And I guess the fifth thing I would say is to not take yourself so damn seriously. You know, people, again, it's, perfectionism is outdated. It's, it's, it's a lie. It's, it's, it's a fear. It's something that the ego tells us we have to have the perfect words, a perfect script. If you say I'm more like, no, screw it. it don't do out the entire talk. But if you don't beat yourself up for it, and that's, that, there's, a, there's a point in you have to just kind of let things go and to love the journey, not the destination. And by 
not taking things so seriously, you can really take those lessons and apply it to life and to whatever it is that you're heading off to, to do next, which will make you a more successful speaker, a happier and healthier adult, and a, a wise business person, entrepreneur, a dreamer and doer, whoever, whoever it is that you are. <laughs> Elizabeth, thank you for sharing those insights and all of your great insights to our time together. I know that for people who want to learn more, Elizabeth is offering 30-minute business consults. Uh, but in addition to those, uh, is there anything else we could do to just learn more about you and follow you on your journey? Yes, please visit my website. It's elizabethbarryconsulting.com. Um, my LinkedIn has a ton of articles. As I said, I, 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 tape every, I, I write articles every day. I have a new podcast coming out in April called Beyond Ego. Um, I have a book called On Your Vulnerability. My second book, The Kind Communicator, is available on Kindle, Amazon, and iBooks. And then I have uh, a men's vulnerability book coming out and the follow-up to The Kind Communicator on the habits of kind uh, communication and um, the top three approaches to take when looking to become a clearer communicator. I'm also on Instagram, Elizabeth Barry Leadership. So all of those channels, you can find it on my website. But thank you so much for asking me these questions. I <laughs> <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Did you want to talk and say something about public speaking? <laughs> Any tips from the cat? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> she says meow. <laughs> oh, that's a good topic. Um, that's, that, that's, my, that's my sixth bonus one. Feed yourself before you get on stage. Don't be the hangry speaker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's what Dolce said. That was her expression. <laughs> She's not going to get fed. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights. Also, our furry friend coming in to share some insights as well. It was such a pleasure to have you on the first episode of the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. Awesome. Thank you.